Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. Just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Tuesday, September the 4th, 2012. This is episode number 116 of Purple Mafia. I am, of course, your host, Joey Wygen, or Paladino Joey. Dylan Richardson, of course, was kind enough to introduce me at the beginning. And he will also be joining this show. That's right, Dylan Richardson will be joining this show very shortly in segment number two. Of course, this show will be split up into two segments. The first segment, we will discuss uh, the Vikings' comings and goings, we'll say, during the uh, well, the end of the preseason. We'll kind of wrap up the preseason with that. Not so much going to talk about the games. We're really not going to talk about the games. We're going to talk about the cuts. We're going to talk about the uh, uh, guys assigned to the practice squad and uh, acquisition, a small little acquisition or interesting acquisition of Jefferson from the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to talk about that a little bit. A.J. Jefferson, that is, a cornerback. Yeah, a little adding some cornerback depth. So we're going to have some conversation with that. We're going to talk about a guy by the name of Brian McKinney very briefly. So that's going to consist mostly of uh, segment number one, of course, as I mentioned, the show will be split up into two segments. Sorry for repeating myself. Uh, Segment number two will, of course, have Dylan Richardson, and we will have our season preview. Yes, season preview of the uh, NFC North, as we like to call it. I keep trying to say Central. Yeah, I've said that before. But, uh, yep. We'll do that. Preview the division. We will preview the league in general. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> how far, yeah, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? Our picks are who's going to win the Super Bowl. Who's going to win the NFC North, of course. We're going to talk about that. Who's going to represent each conference and who are the two teams that will be in the conference championship games, you know, all that good stuff, it'll be cool, it's going to be good stuff, you're going to like what me and Dylan are going to talk about, it should be a lot of fun when he joins this show very uh, shortly, or semi-shortly, <laughs> uh, yeah, no call-ins, of course, this uh, episode, or this show of Purple Mafia is available on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes, of course, and Dylan Richardson is the executive producer of the sportsstuff.com. And without him, there is no Purple Mafia. He is also a Chicago Bears fan, a very knowledgeable football fan, and a guy that, you know, it's fantastic to have on this show. Regardless if he's the executive producer of thesportstuff.com or if he's just a, a guy I met at work. You know, it wouldn't matter where he, you know, it wouldn't matter. He's very, he's a very welcome member of this show, and he's a, yeah, a perfect fit for it. Hey, you know, we're going to talk some Vikings and Bears Gonna have some interesting predictions coming up with that. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm very much looking forward to it. I hope you listeners are as well. So yes, we'll also, uh, as mentioned, uh, 
you know, all this, uh, all of what's going on with the Vikings in general first. We're going to get to the Facebook page as well, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, and of course on Twitter, uh, at Purple Mafia Show on Twitter or twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia. Uh, I do believe I mentioned there were no call-ins today. The number is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Appreciate if you were to call in. Mention what show you're calling in for, which is, of course, Pearl Mafia. Statement, shout-out, question, comment, whatever it is. Yeah, it'll be great. As long as you keep it clean, it'll be, uh, <laughs> you'll be more than welcome addition to the show. Very welcome addition, indeed. Thanks again, guys. So, yeah, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, yeah, I think we've heard of them. Well, we did our final cutdowns and all that. Very interesting, indeed. I did mention, though, um, <laughs> the, the earliest post that I mentioned, at least for this particular show, episode number 116, I was mentioning how the, yeah, the listenership for episode number 115 was alarmingly low, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's because people aren't happy with the show, or if everybody was busy with the state fair, or a combination of many things, the bad play of the team. I mean, the team, the play of the team has been a little bit discouraging, I gotta say, outside of the Buffalo Bills game. But at the same time, you can't weigh everything on the preseason, can you? Well, maybe. But I was wondering, yeah, I posted on there. Only got one response, but I do appreciate that response. I asked about, hey, you know, what's going on? This is the lowest ratings my show has really pretty much ever had since I started back in April 2008. Yeah, it's been over four, and it's been about almost four and a half years now. Yeah, I hope it's based more on the team and people being busy at the state fair or something. Hope if there is a problem, somebody let me know. And yeah, you guys do not be don't be afraid to comment on there on the Facebook page. Let me know what might need improvement, or if something bugs you. <laughs> Maybe I'm too boring. I don't know. Do I need to spice it up? And if I do need to spice it up, tell me what you'd like to see. That would be very much appreciated. It sure would. <laughs> something is really acting up here, but. Uh, as mentioned, yeah, Matt Emer. Matt Emer of the UK says, The show's great, dude. Keep it up. It's just our team. <laughs> it's an embarrassment. I mean, I can understand that's probably part of it. That's probably a big part of it. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard from a lot of guys. Anthony Batista posted on here for the first time in quite a while when I talk about the most interesting cuts. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating, you know, some of the cuts that took, well, not fascinating, but there's some surprises, we'll say. Not fascinating, but there's some surprises. Yeah, but Anthony Batista finally returning for the first time in a while. Wouldn't mind hearing from him as a call-in. He's one of the great caller callers to the show. He calls in as Anthony from L.A. And of course, in Facebook, Anthony Batista. First time heard from him in a while. Uh, Dan Taylor, obviously one of the greatest posters of all time on the Facebook page and on Twitter. Miss you, buddy. Hope you're listening. I'm I hope so. <laughs> yeah, the lumbers were so low last week, I don't know who was listening. <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't family members, I know that much. So, <laughs> yeah, that's just a little nudge there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the most interesting cuts, we'll just get to that right now. Yeah, I mean, Sage Rosenfels? Yeah, Sage Rosenfels. Oh, my God! <laughs> that was slightly surprising. Just, just a little bit, to, at least to me. I mean... To some people, yeah, Sebastian Balls, not <laughs> on the previous show. You know, Colin was like, yeah, let's get rid of Sage Rosenfels, let's move on. And, you know, I don't totally blame that approach. I mean, I don't blame him for having that approach. Can't totally disagree. But at the same time, I mean, I thought he was a nice fit. Uh, to put the uh, 
current situation. You got a lot, almost all young guys on the team, including the quarterback position. You really want to go in the season with a complete rookie in McLeod Bethel Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made the team. Uh huh. Joe Webb, who's just going into his third year. Ponder, who's just going into his second year. I mean, it's just like a bunch of teenagers, basically. I mean, they're just out of their teens in, in a lot of ways, most of those guys. Okay, they're 24 years old, but still, that's pretty young, you know. And that's it. There's no guy in his 30s, 34 years old in Sage Rosenfeld's case. In a lot of ways, Rosenfeld's was actually even helpful with Brett Favre. Not saying he's more experienced or has more pedigree, but helpful. You know, he noticed stuff. Hey, little, gave him little tips. Oh, yeah, I noticed this, noticed that. Maybe tips of what's, what the other team is doing. You know, other points of view. The guy's experienced enough to at least get an audience with Brett Favre when it comes to stuff like that. I don't think Joe Webb really could. <laughs> and Joe Webb's about as unorthodox a quarterback as you've ever seen. He's about as unorthodox as, as Gray is with the Gophers. I mean, it looks like a couple of safeties playing wide, playing quarterback for the Gophers and the Vikings. <laughs> I mean, Gray? Yeah, I don't know. With the Gophers? Yeah, seriously. I mean... Really, that's what he looks like out there. He looks like Mr. Raymond or something playing quarterback. It's like, okay. Speaking of Mr. Raymond, yeah, he'll be playing Sundays for a second season with the Purple. Mm-hmm. The Purple secondary, he very likely will be the starter as well. Yeah, we'll continue very quickly. But, yeah, Sage Rosenfeld's getting cut was a, was a very interesting move by the Vikings. I do not believe he's been picked up as of yet. I mean, as of earlier today, because I have been kind of away from the the wire, we'll say, for the past couple hours, except for a story that I just picked up before the the show. Bryant McKinney, yeah, we'll get to that shortly. Eric Frampton. Ah, Eric Frampton, yeah. Gone. Eric Frampton, one of the the special team's aces for years. Uh, He's a safety, of course. He's gone. That was significant. Chris Carr, a very, uh, looked on as a very significant signing. Actually, a lot of people saw him as actually the better player between him and uh, Zach Bowman, between the two quote-unquote washed-up safeties that we, or uh, secondary guys that we signed. Maybe they're not washed up, but, you know, not washed up, but they had a decline last season. Chris Carr is uh, packing Jordan Todman, but uh, we'll get back to him later. But, yeah, a lot of people liked Liked him a lot. He had a good finish to the preseason, but Matt Asiata did earn the spot, in my opinion. He, uh, yeah, I thought he out- outperformed him. So, yeah, Asiata will be the third running back. Chris Jaguar, again. Yep, Chris Jaguar cut again, just like last year. Last year he went on the practice squad. We'll continue with the practice squad here in very shortly. Eight guys were uh, signed to the, pra- to the PS, as we like to call it. McLeod Bethel Thompson, not one of them, because he flat out made the team <laughs> as the third quarterback. Anthony Batista, Anthony from L.A., kind enough to comment. He says, too bad for Eric Frampton. He's a great special teams guy. He will be picked up soon, and yeah, i got to think so. Haven't heard anything yet. If I missed it, I apologize. Maybe one of you will post on there saying, hey, duh, he got signed by the Giants. Come on, wake up. <laughs> and it seems like a lot of our guys like to go to the teams like the Giants and such. I, yeah, I didn't see Eric Frampton being let go. They kind of hinted that there's a small possibility he might be an odd man out because of a guy like Andrew Sandejo. I think I hope I'm... Yeah, yeah, Andrew Sandejo. Yay, I'm saying it right now. I like Sandejo, you know. <laughs> no, it's Andrew Sandejo. It's not really not as hard as it looks. Um, yeah, he... Yeah, Andrew Sandejo flat made the team. He was kind of picked up off the streets late last year. He played with about two games at Dallas the previous year. 
played four games with, uh, I don't want to call them the Vikings, but they sure played like it, especially in the secondary last year. But he actually looked okay <laughs> last season, so they hope. So now we quickly move on to the notables that did make the team. McLeod, Bethel, Thompson. Yeah. Yes. Are you guys happy now? Are you happy now? All of you out there, including Sebastian Balls, who was in love with them, but many of you out there <laughs> are totally along with Sebastian in that. In that, I mean, of, of course you are. And, hey, you think I'm complaining in a big way, like, oh, oh, come on, why would you do that? I mean, I like Sage Rosenfels. I think young quarterbacks play better with a veteran around them. But McLeod Biddle-Thompson, well, you know, it's about time the Vikings got lucky with something if he were to emerge... They must, they must have some type of opinion on the guy to flat say, you know what, screw the whole veteran quarterback thing. You know, the whole veteran guy to help out the young guy. There's something about this McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, MBT or BLT, all these goofy uh, BLT, <laughs> but really MBT in all reality. Um, there must be something about him that they're seeing that they're saying, you know what, we don't need any veteran backup or any veteran presence whatsoever at the position regardless if that veteran plays or not, uh, you know, the value is there. But, uh, yeah, we're like, screw that. There's something special about this guy. We need to keep him. There, There is a reason why they kept him, folks. There has to be. As mentioned, Andrew Sandejo, another guy, that there's a reason why he's on the team. He can play. He can play. Matt Asiata can play. Stephen Burton, wide receiver, made the team. That's right. Seventh-round pick, Stephen Burton, made the team. He, um... <laughs> He was impressive in the preseason. Not amazing, but certainly good enough to make the team, apparently. Devin, oh, excuse me, that was weird. Devin Aroma should do made the team. Yes, sir. A lot of people thought he might be a cap casualty. And that Arsenault would make the team. Manny, Emmanuel, Arsenault would make the team because they do not have to commit the contract to him where Devin Aroma should do, who has the coolest name in the history of the NFL. I love that name, Devin Aroma should do. And I actually like the player, too, if you'd catch the dang ball more often. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, Devin Aroma should do his contract. Is, is They have to pay him the rest of the year. Manny, they would not have, but they kept Devin anyway. So, again, there you go. Devin just beat Manny, apparently. Emmanuel. Audi Cole, not a practice squad candidate. He flat made the team. Yes, he did. Tyrone McKenzie made the team as well, along with... The guy that I mentioned before, Marvin Mitchell, that guy is, uh, he can play. Mitchell can play. There was no doubt he was going to make the team, in my opinion. Of course, all these are subject to change because you never know with the waiver wire. And, of course, the acquisition of cornerback as well. Cornerback from Arizona, Mr. Jefferson, A.J. Jefferson of Zona. Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful second, beautiful defense over there in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I better not even get started there. <laughs> Another notable with the cuts, though, uh, a, uh, Guyton. Yeah, A.J. Guyton, gone. Seventh-round pick, uh, linebacker, gone. Or not linebacker, defensive player, defensive lineman, let go. So uh, that's uh, slightly interesting right there, you got to say. Marcus Sherrills also did make the team, and a lot of people were wondering what was going to happen because, well, Jerry's right potentially could become a stud returner, so what do you need Marcus Sherrills for? He can't, he's not really that great of a defender. Well, I guess he's better than some of the other guys, so he's, you know, he's, I guess they'd rather have him than Chris Carr, apparently. So Marcus Sherrills, former gopher, 
back on the team again. I remember two years ago he was he was cut and then signed to the practice squad last year. He straight up he was able to play Sundays because he moved up a little bit, showed more valuable on special teams, and a slightly improved defensive ability. Now Marcus Gerald's for the second year in a row, will uh, at least start the season on the active 53-man roster. And he will play on Sundays. Yes, he will. Yes, he will indeed. So now we are going to move on to <laughs> the yeah, the eight guys that were signed to the practice squad. Good stuff, isn't it? Oh yeah. Isn't it wonderful? Of course it is. Jordan Todman, that's right, Jordan Todman, one of the, you know, probably the most exciting one for most of you out there. A lot of people like Jordan Todman in the preseason. Had that explosive last two games. Bobby Felder, a lot of people liked him as well. A lot of people saw him as a guy who could be a sleeper at cornerback. Bobby Felder has made it. Uh, defensive tackle Chase Baker, offensive lineman Kevin Murphy, lineman Kevin Murphy, and Tyler Holmes. Tyler Holmes has made the team, or made the practice squad anyway. Defensive lineman Ernest Wusu will remain with the Vikings on the practice squad. Also signed to the practice squad, Tory Gurley. Well, he's, not a, he's not a Gurley man, apparently. And Chris Summer. Chris Summers. Gurley was with the Green Bay Packers last season. That's your training camp this summer before being waived. Summers, a rookie, was cut by the Chicago Bears over the weekend. So those are the two guys that were outsiders. The others were members of the Vikings during training camp. So congratulations to these guys. Hey, there's their NFL careers hanging by a thread for the time being, but hey, their NFL career could, can, and will see another day. So congratulations to them. The dream is alive. <laughs> it, yep, it is. I mean, hey, I'd be thrilled to be on the practice squad. It's a lot better than being, <laughs> it's a lot better than having to just go back into the regular world and or hope to sign with some crappy uh, arena football league team and make a couple, make you know, still make better money than a lot of us. <laughs> but you know, sixty grand is better than a lot of us make. Sadly, very sadly. <laughs> but yeah, it's not even close to the NFL. In fact, it's just like not even. You know, it's about like an eighth. <laughs> we'll continue. We will indeed continue. The Minnesota Vikings did acquire. Yep, cornerback Jefferson is mentioned. We'll acquire him for picks. Conditional pick in 2013, officially. A conditional pick in 2013 for A.J. Jefferson, who has played 18 games in the National Football League, two in 2010, all 16 in 2011. He had 60 solo tackles, six assists, one interception. That's right, one interception, no return on that interception, but well, at least he played in the league. He was undrafted, an undrafted rookie. He is 24 years old as of April 4th <laughs> out of Fresno Strait State. Excuse me, he, again, undrafted. Uh, well, I mean, he's done something in the league. He's not completely worthless. Vikings obviously see some promise in him, at least enough conditional pick. Not sure really where to go with that. I can't imagine it's much. It's probably like a sixth or seventh pick, maybe at the absolute best a fifth, but I know they're not going to give up a fifth pick for him. It's got to be like a seventh round, sixth or seventh round pick, and then of course, depending on his production for the Minnesota Vikings in the coming years here, at least the coming year in general, it's going to be, well, eh, I'll just, 
He's he's a depth pick. I guess he replaces Chris Carr, really, more than Marcus Sherrill's. Maybe Marcus Sherrill's could be in trouble yet. It's all it's all yet to be all yet to be seen here, yet to be determined, as we like to say. Yeah, uh, a lot of people really uh, talking about McLeod Bethel Thompson, boy, all over the place, all over the place. Brent Jacobson, yep, haven't heard from him in a little while, but he very, very, very excited about Bethel Thompson as well. They're very nice post by Brent Jacobson. This is about a, yeah. He says, after watching preseason game number four, I am impressed with McLeod Bethel Thompson. McThompson's arm, but I would be a bit surprised if he makes the team over Joe Webb. That's that's observation number one, apparently. His observation number two, he says, replacement refs suck. Yeah. (laughs) Can't disagree there. uh, Observation number three, Jordan Todman is wicked fast. Well, he's on the practice squad. (laughs) Observation number four, make it end. Memo to Godell and the owners get the real refs back before week one. Observation number five, I still want Plaxico Burris. (laughs) Observation number six, I love the Paul Allen Pete Bursich simulcast. I wish we could have the simulcast in the regular season, especially instead of Joe Bleep, I mean, or or Buck, so instead of Joe F-word, basically, and Troy Dallas Cowgirl Buttkisser Aikman. (laughs) Yeah, I can't disagree with most of that. Yeah, yeah. I love the simulcast. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, that was spectacular. Paul Allen and Pete Bursich, to be able to see it on TV and for... The audio to be, you know, in sync with the video, finally. Because, obviously, the radio and the television are different. Oh, to see it in sync with Paul Allen and Pete Bursich, that was great. You know, Paul Allen is a wonderful radio voice in the Minnesota Vikings. He he really is. Fantastic. I, I wish, man, I wish they could do that. But, well, I guess that ain't going to happen anytime soon, that's for sure. Sebastian Ball's celebrating... All capital letters. Bethel Thompson over Rosenfels. It's like, yep, yeah, it happened. <laughs> it's the real thing, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I hope it works out. Sebastian Bowles says, sorry, Ponder, I know you're awesome, but I wouldn't mind seeing Bethel Thompson playing in a couple games this year, or seeing a couple games this year. He says uh, that, yeah, I think, you know, I, my comment to Ball, Sebastian was, I think Bethel Thompson's a bit raw. He says so was Brady as a sixth-round pick back in the day. I mean, it would be nice if the Vikings could pull off a miracle. It, it really would. And yeah, Bethel Thompson was not drafted, as Sebastian wanted to uh, make note of that and have a little chuckle there. He says that Rosenfeld's longtime burnout in the NFL got a contract extension and then loses his job to an undrafted rookie. Yeah. And of course, yep... MBT McLeod Bethel Thompson was out of Sacramento State. Yeah, Sacramento State. It's like, say that again? Yeah. That's, yeah, not not really much known there. Uh, Tom Brady was, of course, out of Michigan. That's just, that's a slightly well-known school, I would say. Just slightly. People have heard of it. Forgive me if there was any chop of the audio there. I hope not. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to MBT. I mean, how can you not how can you not be happy about that? Uh, honestly, pretty cool. 
Man, man, man. Uh, it's, it's some good stuff. I mean, that's about it with the comments. It's Yeah, it's been fairly inactive, but those of you that did post, thank you so very much. Thank you so very much indeed. That's uh, very welcome. You know, a couple of new guys joining. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Welcome aboard. I hope more of you guys uh, do po- do join. Again, facebook.com forward slash Pearl Mafia Show. Hop on board. You're more than welcome to do so. So that pretty much concludes uh, the Facebook page part of the show. So let's get to Brian McKinney. Yep, uh, I was ranting about him earlier on the page. Well, not really ranting about him too much. Mostly on Twitter, actually. I should get there really quick. But, uh, yeah, I was saying Brian McKinney's a joke. He was basically saying on his Twitter account that it's over. He's gone. Time to move on. Because Brian McKinney, yeah, that's right. Brian McKinney showed up into camp out of shape. Man, you think I'm going to put myself through that again? Yeah, how surprised are you? Yeah, are, are you surprised? No. And, uh, yeah, that's why I made fun of him on the uh, the recent on a recent show with, uh, I believe it was the most recent show, if I remember correctly, or was it during the training camp show? Actually, I think it was, yeah. It was when, yeah, it was a training camp show when, um, <laughs> former Viking Chuck Foreman, former Viking running back Chuck Foreman was just flat making fun of McKinney, calling him a mama's boy, and like, hey, I don't feel bad for him. I'm not concerned about him at all. Screw him, basically. Like, the guy's a joke. Yeah, he is a joke. <laughs> and it was cool to hear uh, Foreman be so wordy about him. But then again, that's who Foreman is. That's who he'll always be. Justin in Rochester, very, very cool guy, comments about when I simply said Brian McKinney is a joke, and of course Justin knows why. He says, I hope he never plays again so I don't have to read about how he pissed away another chance. You doing one more preview show? And, uh, yep, this is this is it. <laughs> I was telling him how it's going to be tonight, Tuesday night. Yep, recording it. Yep. Uh, I was commenting, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he's, uh, glad that, yeah, I hope McKinney doesn't come back. Indeed, he says, I'm right there with you. By the way, just listen to last week, to the two shows from camp. Thank you for the shout-out about 2009, and you're welcome, Justin, and you're getting another shout-out right now. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Very, very, very much appreciated. Welcome back again, and hope you're able to stick around this time. Hopefully the team doesn't doesn't scare you away. <laughs> it scared away a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, I cannot believe, as I mentioned, I cannot believe how low the, the listenership was last week. And it's not, I'm not mad at anybody. Uh, it kind of scared me a little bit, I guess. Just scared me a little bit, like, am I that bad? Or is the team that bad? Or is everybody that busy? Or what the heck? Wow. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, I hope it's nothing I did. I hope the show isn't that stale and boring. And always looking to improve it. You guys are always welcome to post on, either on the Facebook page or call in or Twitter. You know, tweet me. Of course, this is Twitter, Justin in Rochester. It's at jday underscore 24. Hey, it rhymes. At jday underscore 24. So, hey, if you want to, give him a follow. Good stuff. Thanks again, Justin. Yep. So, yeah, Brian McKinney. I was talking about, (laughs) now that I'm still bouncing, because, yeah, there's a a conclusion to that story. Yeah, it changed. It did. And I'm sure some of you know about it, some of you don't, because, well, but it happened just recently. The story changed. Well, it went from Brian McKinney's been been released, it's all over. No, they resolved the contract issue. Uh-huh, they did. 
a day of back and forth. Yep, this is, of course, by Terry McCormick of National Football Post, so credit where it's due. Thank you, Terry McCormick of the National Football Post for making this article possible. He says after a day of back and forth and the possible reason Brian McKinney, they instead <laughs> agree to a rework deal with the Ravens, according to the Baltimore Sun. So Baltimore Sun as well. McKinney was scheduled to make $3.2 million in base starting in 2012, a figure the Ravens were not comfortable with. At one point in the day, it appeared as if McKinney was done. Would be like, oh, and I'm paraphrasing, should get on with it here. He decided, decision made, I'm done. Or he tweeted, McKinney did, decision made, I'm done. Instead, he agreed to a contract that lowers the base, but still allows him to make $3.2 million if he makes all his incentives. So, yeah, McKinney... He's in need of a payday because he owes $4.5 million to pro, to pro player funding that is coming directly out of his check each week. Checks each week. Ouch. He missed a payment on the loan after the Minnesota Vikings released him and making him in default. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. However, a new payment plan has been arranged to pay the $4.5 million back. You know, Bryant... <laughs> Bryant, you are a lucky son of a gun. You, you really are. You are very lucky. And yes, <laughs> when we get to talk to Dylan Richardson very shortly, this is a foreshadow that I'm going to give you. I'm going to be talking very high about the Baltimore Ravens <laughs> in the next few minutes. Oh, yeah. That is a foreshadowing of what we are going to talk about, Dylan Richardson. <laughs> we are also going to talk fairly highly about the Chicago Bears as well. And I'm sorry those of you out there that might be annoyed with me for being so kind to the Chicago Bears. And no, it's not because that's Dylan Richardson's team. It's because I like the moves they make. They have been making some good moves. Years ago, they didn't do jack squat, actually. And I hated what Steve Walsh did when he came in here and beat the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, that pissed me off. Back in 2004, or excuse me, 94. Yeah, I'm that old. Yes, 94. It seems like 2004, but it's 94, yeah. When the Warren Moonlight Vikings that I thought were going to go all the way got beat by Steve freaking Walsh of the Bears that year in the first round and got destroyed. Yeah. So, no, it's not all love for the Bears, but I enjoy Minnesota and Chicago, especially in the Metrodome. It's a fun rivalry, and uh, I enjoy what the Bears have put together. Yeah. So... If there's nothing else, and I don't believe there is, <laughs> it is time to get to that NFC North preview, NFL preview, and of course, we'll continue talking about these Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I think I think we should continue talking about them, don't you? Indeed. We will be back right after this with none other than Dylan Richardson. <laughs> We are back here on Purple Mafia episode number 116. And as mentioned, Dylan Richardson. Yes, that's right. The man, Dylan Richardson, has joined Purple Mafia once again. Welcome aboard, Dylan. Oh, thanks for having me. But I think you're uh, boosting up for, uh, you know, <laughs> for no reason. But, you know, it's good to get back in the game. I, I love yes. listening to Purple Mafia. I'm one of the 
one of your mods there on Facebook and everything. And sometimes I forget to write that this is, you know, Dylan. You know, <laughs> so they don't confuse me with you and you with me because you know how Facebook the admins will post as you know Purple Mafia. Um, but yeah, that's me, and I'm I'm happy to join the show, Joey. It's uh, a quality broadcast, and I love listening to it. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much, and I really appreciate uh, you allowing me to be a part of things on the SportsStuff.com. Of course, the executive producer is yep this guy, Dylan Richardson. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, yeah, that is one of the funny things about Facebook, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, I believe they just recently made a change where you can change like it to your name if you want to, but that's one. That's like a side topic, I suppose. <laughs> Not available for just, mobile yet, but I have seen it. Oh, on, that's on right. The site. Yeah, a lot of times I'm I'm on mobile uh, doing whatever, but. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Sometimes you have to. That's the only way you can get on. You know, sometimes it's too much. Too much going on out there. Yeah, but speaking of which, yeah, the Vikings have a lot going on. The Bears have a lot going on. Dylan Richardson, a well-known Bears fan, <laughs> you can see in his uh, photograph on there. Don't uh, don't I, hold that against <laughs> me, though, Vikings fans, oh, no. because I love football and divisional rivalries. I think are awesome. And this division this year, as I thought last year, is is the new NFC East. This this division has got top-notch teams from top to bottom, and it's kind of a crapshoot this year. That's the cool part. This is a great division. The NFC North, as I keep mentioning on previous shows, you probably heard. I keep. I sometimes I said NFC Central. I'm still stuck in the past, but <laughs> yeah, as we probably all are once in a while. But yeah, it's a it's a going to be a fantastic season for the NFC Central, in my opinion, and <laughs> I, I really do. Except maybe the Vikings. I don't know. <laughs> oh, NFC Central. Yep, I just did it again. NFC North. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was laughing about. But, you know, um, it could be considered the Minnesota Vikings going into somewhat of a rebuild year. Um, yes. Nope. I mean, you got you got some of your problems with Adrian Peterson on offense, and mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I, I was going to save this for later, but I'm just going to do it right now. I really like Joe Webb, man. <laughs> oh, look I at mean, you! I, oh. I really like Joe Webb. I, I mean, but. Even, you know, I guess probably every, you know, that's probably like every fan's favorite quarterback is number two on the depth chart. Just because, you know, I don't, just because it's, he's not on the field doing whatever wrong or whatever. Now, don't get me wrong, I think Christian Ponder can definitely develop, but for some reason, it's like, mm-hmm. if, I, I don't know, I, I enjoy watching Joe Webb play, and this preseason, it was kind of fun, you know, when he was out there. I, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's it's kind of like that Tebow effect where you just get that feeling, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. He that's the funny part. He is kind of he is kind of the Vikings version of Tebow, where you're wondering what in the heck is this guy? You know, is is he really a quarterback? Is he a safety trying to play quarterback? <laughs> is he a running back trying to play quarterback? But and then it's like, okay, I guess we won the game somehow. Well, that's that's cool. We won. He completed fifty percent of his passes, and but he looked good doing it somehow. So yeah, he's definitely the Tebow effect. And as you were saying, also you alluded to how the backup quarterback's the most popular man in town in a in a in a in a, in a football town, and the offensive coordinator's always the least uh, most popular man in the in the football town. 
See, Joey, it effectively mm-hmm. only took me about 30 seconds to completely sidetrack your show. <laughs> no, that's cool. And, hey, you know, it's football's football. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. We're talking Vikings, Bears, and all that. So which NFC North, thank goodness I said it, which NFC North team should we talk about first? Would you like to talk about your Bears right away? Um, You know what? I I kind of think that the Packers, you know, mm-hmm. I think the mm-hmm. Packers are probably the top – top-notch uh, team in this division again this year, especially mm-hmm. you know, especially going in. We'll see if they get any more injuries at running back like they always do and yes. force the pass the entire time uh, and and a lack of defense. Uh, I, don't, I don't really think that they've cheered anything up there, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll go in any direction you want to go. I, I guess we'll start with Green Bay. I guess we can start with Green Bay. We can maybe do, yeah, Green Bay, Detroit, Chicago, Minnesota, or Minnesota, Chicago, but yeah, I mean, might as well start with the the green and gold, I like to say. Um, ooh, <laughs> yes, yes, we can collectively say that. That's the good part about Vikings and Bears. We can both hate the Packers. That's the best part. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you know that yeah that the it, it is a tradition that they have an injured running back dating all the way back to Edgar Bennett, like two thousand. Excuse me, 97, 1997. I do that a lot, too. Um, it's it's just been an ongoing thing forever with that team. But the passing game, of course, off the charts. Any reason to believe that it would drop off at all? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 45, touched on six interceptions last year. The kind of season that really is a st- statistical anomaly, in my opinion. You know, you talk about an anomaly right there. Mm-hmm. Here's here's a good anomaly. Cedric Benson. They think that he's going to be their savior. And as a Bears fan, let me tell you something about Cedric Benson. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it, whatever whatever goes on, I mean, I know he's had, what was it, one good year with the Bengals, whatever. I mean, he was drafted... Yeah. Drafted number one by the Chicago Bears, and he rolls over on his knee and gets gets hurt. He's kind of an injury-prone guy. I know he probably stayed clean last year with the Bengals, but, um, you know, history has a habit of repeating itself. And in that place, you know, I don't know if it's something in the water or the way that their running scheme happens, but, the, you know, like Joey had said, they've mm-hmm. had a problem with, at running back since 97. Yeah. 97, yeah. That's been a, it's definitely been an issue. And, yeah, Cedric Benson, I mean, nothing short of a Band-Aid at the position, I would say. Um, yeah, the only way you're going to have success with them is if your helmet's orange and has black stripes on it, I guess, <laughs> to be honest. And that's another place where they've had running backs get hurt just a couple times. Um, boy, how weird is that? But overall, that passing game at Green Bay, though, that's what it's all about, yeah, passing... Is. Yep, passing offense and not so good passing defense. I would say <laughs> traditionally. Or... Yeah, they're they're not very good on on the other side of the ball. They're, no. they're they kind of remind me a little bit of uh, was it the '99 Rams where it's just score as many points as possible and hope you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, Pretty kind much. of kind of like Indianapolis uh, theme the whole Peyton Manning years. Gosh, that's weird saying that. That too. <laughs> Yeah, they got Jeff Saturday, another addition for Green Bay. They got Jeff Saturday, but an awfully old version of him. <laughs> He's like, what is it, his 20th season already? Holy Toledo. It's way yeah. up there. 
Yeah, that's kind of rare that you had a center at that age to a... I mean, as good as he was, you know, that, in all fairness, but at that age, that's your, that's your uh, starting center. Interesting. I'm going to pull mm-hmm. out the Wayback Machine and see if anyone gets it. That's mm-hmm. kind of like Jim Otto years. Oh, that's... Oh, man. <laughs> Some of the younger listeners will not get that reference. Google it. Mm-hmm. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Yes. Now we can say that. You can Google pretty much anything now. You can Google how to fix a car pretty much. But, uh, well, yeah, very much. But um, moving back to the uh, the offensive side of the ball, Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, one of the probably the best receiver combination in the division, I guess. Outside of maybe, I mean, D- Detroit obviously has Megatron. They have nice tight ends and everything and, uh, on that club. But uh, Green Bay's tight ends are okay. Jermichael Finley's kind of up and down. Tom Crab is a nice player. But, <laughs> I mean, the, this, the, the passing attack, they're going to have to really rely on that. Does Green Bay go all the way? I guess we're going to have to get to that later on. <laughs> Uh, because they're yeah, their defense is suspect. Can Aaron Rodgers duplicate a year like last year? Kind of hard to believe. I mean, fifteen and one usually doesn't go back to back. That's one major thing with that. You know, another key is going to be Jamichael Finley. I mean, that guy's yeah. kind of a beast. But mm-hmm. if he's not available, he's not going to do any good sitting on the sidelines. You know, no. he's he's another one of those kind of injury prone types. And mm-hmm. another another guy that's had some up and downs on the other side of the ball is that B.J. Raji. Uh, yeah. He's another X factor. And it's kind of weird. Like, these are the guys that really need to stay healthy that have these problems. And things can go really bad really fast in this division. Anyone mm-hmm. is capable of winning this. And it really, you know, all the teams, not just the Green Bay Packers, it looks like, you know, one or two injuries away, they could be cellar dwellers. Yeah, very easily. I mean, Aaron Rodgers goes out. Well, Matt Flynn was a was a, was lightning in a bottle, but how about yeah. the next guy? You know, Graham Hartnell. I don't know about that or Har- Harrell. Excuse me, well, Graham Harrell. I can't talk. But and, uh, and they're <laughs> get, they're getting ballsy because on the depth chart, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. They're really yeah, not expecting so. any kind of uh, injury. And uh, man, he that's. Is. That's gonna be that's gonna be something, you know. That, yeah, that's the key. They have to stay healthy. And speaking of staying healthy, Desmond Bishop, well, no, unfortunately, he's gonna be out for the year, unfortunately, with an ACL. So it's kind of like, where do you go from there? A, a, um, they still have AJ Hawk, of course. Clay Matthews, the claymaker. A lot of people like to call him that. One of the best linebackers in the game, but that that secondary still in question. Uh, Charles Woodson obviously is great, but he's getting up there in years. You can't expect him to be in his prime much longer, if 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 at all, at this point. And at most, he can only be one guy. You know that that's the other thing. Yep, you can't guard other people. You can't guard <laughs> three receivers or tight ends. He can try, but it's not going to end very well. Mm-mm, it will be a disaster. So right now, I mean, the, I'm looking for the Packers to win 12 games. That's what I'm going to go at. If like I want to make a, uh, if you feel like a numerical, <laughs> numerical prediction for the wins I, for the Packers this year, I think you're you're pretty dead on. And like I always like to preface this, uh, 
barring any major injury. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, you could say that for every team, like I was saying. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think they're they're at you know they're a twelve win team. I think mm-hmm. they're, and you know I'm already gonna shake it loose. I think we're gonna have two uh, two playoff teams come out of the North this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah. And last year we had three: Detroit, Chicago. Or no, no, there were only two. I'm like not thinking here. Excuse me, Chicago did not make it. That was a couple of years ago. Excuse me, yeah, fire me right now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now we'll move to Detroit. Uh, well, are they your playoff team? <sighs> See, here's where like you know, being a fan of particular teams, and I think it's really going to be a toss up. I think it's going to be a toss-up between the Bears and the Lions at, at that second mm-hmm. playoff spot. But, you know, like, like I said, anything can happen. I mean, the Vikings, there's always a surprise team every mm-hmm. year. The mm-hmm. Vikings could very well be that team. They could be sitting on the cusp. I mean, you got a second-year quarterback coming in. Uh, Toby Gerhardt, you really didn't get that great of a look at him last year. Looks mm-hmm. like they're you know, going to get a really good look at him this year. And he kind of yeah, reminds me yep. of Touchdown Tommy Vardell, which mm. is not a bad thing. I, mm-hmm. I like Touchdown Tommy. So, But, you know, the Lions, here's another thing. Does the Madden curse come into play? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. it usually does. I mean, it usually does. Remember when they put Donnie Culpepper on there years ago? Was that, Yeah, that was 01, and that, it didn't work out at all. That was almost oh. the curse of his career almost. Yeah, it was, it was pretty a joke. close. Mm-hmm. It was pretty close. Then Michael Vick broke his leg, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they uh, Calvin Johnson. I mean, he is yeah. that guy. Let me tell you, if you got him on your fantasy team, you're straight. I had him last year, and it Good was like, shape. whoa, man! At least for the first half of the season, I was yeah. like, I was winning games almost solely with him, scoring thirty-five points or whatever. But. Uh, He's a fantastic receiver, and a lot of people thought maybe this guy was not going to develop. Because uh, if you remember, the Detroit Lions, three years in a row, drafted three oh. wide receivers. Yeah. Everyone was scratching their heads. Um, what was it? Roy Williams. Uh, yep. Mike, Mike, Mike Williams. Mike Williams, and then Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that the later of the three is the one that succeeded the most. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe he came out of... Uh, uh, Oh, that rival to uh, is it Georgia Tech? I I can't remember if he came out. But I think it was Georgia Tech, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone Google it. Yeah, Google <laughs> it. Yeah, we're gonna have to at this point. Um, <laughs> well, but yeah, I mean it, it's super scary when you think about our division. Well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers five thousand yards last year. Matthew Stafford five thousand yards last year. I mean the odds of either of these guys getting that stat again, I'm thinking is a little bit. A little bit slim to none, but that doesn't mean they can't get 4,800, I suppose. That's a scary part right there. Just really horrifying thought. I mean, Matthew Stafford at 5,000 yards last year. Yeah, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, uh, Stafford had a little bit of an injury Mm -hmm. uh, in the preseason. I don't think it was all that bad. Mm -hmm. I haven't really heard any, like, major updates. But then again, you know, I'm not actively searching out. Lions news because I'm not exactly a Lions fan or anything. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but any little bumps, bite, and bruise coming out of the preseason has got a little bit, you know, it's got to be a little bit uh, worrisome for the Lions. And mm-hmm. um, another thing is uh, 
Javad Best. Now, is it Javid or Javad? I don't know. It looks like Javad. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard, heard all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard them announced different ways. And mm-hmm. you know, there's guy at work that was like, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Terrell, Terrell, Terrell. You know, same yeah. thing. You know, I'm pretty sure that he goes by Javad. But anyways, he's mm-hmm. on the physically unable to perform list, and I don't think he'll be able to play until like late October. That could be a, a, a big hamstring for this team because mm-hmm. uh, now they're going to have to go with Kevin Smith. And, I mean, Kevin Smith is decent, but he's no best. I mean, best mm-hmm. had a decent season last year, showed some nice things, and it's unfortunate that they're not going to be able to use him for probably at least the three, three to four weeks or maybe even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and John Best is he's one of those kind of tweener-type guys where – He's not going to put up the greatest running numbers ever, but he will. He's a he's a he's definitely a receiving threat as well in that backfield. That's a that's a huge adi- or huge key to a to such a powerful offense as the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, you have Pettigrew still. I've always I've always liked him. Actually, the tight end Pettigrew. The defense you have Indomitian Sue. I mean, you can't really go wrong with that guy, even though he's. I guess you can go wrong with him. <laughs> yeah, if talent wise, but. As, as long as he doesn't get kicked out of her games and suspended and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, please let the guy, I mean, keep the guy's head attached to, you know. The guy, <laughs> the guy, the guy is a beast, though. I mean, oh, I mean yeah. you can't, you can't deny that. But I think what happens with him, he gets too much emotionally wrapped up mm-hmm. and winds up doing bad things. Yeah, he's just one of those. He's like he's like a Ron Artest of the NFL, you could say, or <laughs> Meta World. I don't think he's that bad. Jeez, all right, man. all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll I'll be I'll be I'll be nice for the time being. I guess he didn't beat up anybody in the stands for tossing Oops. a beer at him. <laughs> Oops, yeah, yeah, that's the part I messed up. <laughs> more like uh, to James Harden, no, that, that elbow uh, head. Yep, that's more it, that's more Indomitian style, right? Yeah, maybe he. Oh, here go with a uh, an old man reference. You know, one of the guys from the Detroit Pistons from the Bad Boy era. Yes. Uh, um, dang, Bill Lambeer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. We're hey, we're staying in Detroit, so we're still on topic. That's the good. There we part, go. Right? There we go. <laughs> so he's a Bad Boy Lion. See, as hard as I'm trying to derail it, it's not happening. Rick Rick Mahorn. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Temporal's explosion. Check it out, guys. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, they could. Yeah, the, the show's the show's always uh, got its got its hands open to you out there. Definitely. So, oh yes. Jason Hansen to me is like uh, that's another guy. He's been on the Lions as long as I've been watching football, which is kind of mm-hmm. sad. I started watching football at like twelve thirteen. He's been he was a rookie that year back in ninety two. That's Still, funny though. Those yeah. kickers can—they got the longevity. Yeah, they do. It's because they're not getting hit every second. Mm-hmm. He's still there, and the, the, that's the craziest part about all this, which I—I've said the last couple of years because I always bring it up, just in, in amazement. He's played on only the Lions the whole time. That poor yeah. individual. <laughs> that poor guy. He's seen mm-hmm. the good and he's seen the bad. One cool thing is at least he got to see uh, Barry Sanders play yeah. a playoff game with Rodney Pete. Yeah, the back in the early '90s. I, it's funny. I that's when I started watching football, and I was thinking, you know, that Detroit Lions team, man, that's a really storied franchise, aren't they? And it's like, no, they're not. Whoops. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, only Barry Sanders is storied. <laughs> I think. What, who? Who's another like 
uh, name like that. Maybe Dick Nitrain Lane. Didn't Nitrain Lane play for the Lions? Other than that, I can't. I can't really think of. Okay, you got Barry Sanders, and I mean Rodney Pete wasn't the greatest, but I mean I remember him. Uh, uh, Chris Spielman. Yes. He's a okay. big one. He was kind of like a kind of like a Erlacher, you could say, back in the day. He was like a really, you know, elite linebacker, of course. And the Vikings general manager is his younger brother, Rick Spielman. Kind of funny how that turns out. One played and one is a executive, I suppose. <laughs> Very good. You know, still in football, I guess. That's the good part. But, yeah, I mean, I like the Detroit Lions in general. The coach drives me crazy, though. He's a little bit, uh, he's a little much. Like, when I first started to see Jim Schwartz out there, uh, his first couple of years, I'm like, yeah, I actually kind of like him. He's gutty. He, you know, he, he he does some tricks out there, some trick plays as well. He's got some balls. And then it's like, yeah, he's kind of an ass. <laughs> Just a little bit. Oh, the whole thing with the 49ers? Yeah, that was a, that was when it came to full circle, but yeah, like an overall, he just kind of seems like a, one of the more cocky coaches. But yeah, definitely the 49ers thing that was a bit over the top. I mean, both of them were wrong, I think. Yeah, that was you know you could understand the excitement on you know Harbaugh's yeah. uh, side as well, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm not the biggest 49er fan, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact, one of my favorite. <laughs> Okay, here I go off. I'm tr- I'm so trying to sidetrack your show. I'm yes. so trying. I'm so it's trying cool. to derail it. Let me tell you this: uh, Mike Brown, uh, who is a former Bear, uh, single-handedly defeated the 49ers. I can't remember what year it was. It was an overtime. He intercepted a pass, ran in for a touchdown. I think it was one of two games that he did that with uh, that season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not against the 49ers. Well. Um, if you could look in this room, I have a framed jersey of Mr. Mike Brown single-handedly just for the one win against the 49ers. And I think I'm going to have to get more frames if uh, the Bears play the 49ers some more. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, silly. They need to but, play him more. They need to but, play him more. But that is, that is, that is, that is uh, you know, a silly thing, and I just thought I'd share that with you. Oh, so okay. back to the show. Back to the show. How about them Lions? Yeah, and yes, yes, we're getting to the Bears very soon, and maybe 49ers, depending on where your predictions lead in the NFC Championship game. But Oh, man, you're uh, going to make me break out tissue and cry, aren't you? No, hey, but before we leave before we leave the Lions, yeah. this, this Kyle Vandenbosch, man, the defensive end guy for, for the Lions, I think this guy could make a, have a breakout season this year and make the Pro Bowl. Uh, this guy kind of reminds me of someone that you'd see on Sons of Anarchy. You know what I mean? It looks like he's this big biker guy, like just burly. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. But this, I, I, I don't know. I find myself kind of rooting for the guy. I, he, he uh, looks like he could be one of those dominators on defense. So that's something that uh, you Lions fans can uh, take home if you listen to this show. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's that's one of the calling cards of Detroit right now. They're very, <laughs> their defensive line is very good. There, there's no doubt about it. Of course, Adamikin, Sue, as we mentioned before, uh, Corey Williams, Kyle Vandenbosch. Yeah, it's a yep. Even Cliff Avril. I mean, they they got a nice D line over there. They're kind of trying to be the Vikings, I guess. 
that's the Vikings trademark is the defensive line, except in '98 when they could have used one. But <laughs> there I go, sidetrack. Here we go. Here we go. Now, yep. now you're trying to derail oh. the show. Every time I'm on, we start talking about the late '90s, don't we? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it though. I mean, it's it's good stuff. Oh, it breaks my heart too, though. Just thinking about that. Oh, but yeah. Anyways, let's. Talk. Anyways, yep. Sorry. <laughs> anyways, the Lions to me. Ah, uh, yeah, they're they're a bubble team, absolutely. Six, I mean, are they the sixth seed, the eighth seed? Obviously, eighth seed means they're not going to make the postseason. But yeah, they are the they're uh, they're they're a bubble team. I think Chicago as well is a bubble team. But I got a good feeling about the Bears. Yeah, and that's a little hint that I'm going to get to later on. Wow. Got, a, got a good feeling. Yeah, yep. I, I think I think I'm spoiling it already. Um. So I, I guess we'll skip the if Detroit makes the playoffs part until we get to Chicago, which we can go to now. Yes. How about Let's them bears? How Let's about them bears? The bears. The bears. How about them? <laughs> well, this yeah. year this year they finally have a number one uh, wide receiver in Brandon Marshall, yes. which could, you know, be the maker or breaker of the season. Um also, you know what? They're not looking too shabby at backup quarterback. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people will be, uh, you know, kind of uh, not thinking about what Jason Campbell did as a Raider until yeah. he got injured. He actually was having a pretty good year, mm-hmm. and he's been kind of one of those castaways ever since, uh, ever since the Redskins, uh, you know, dealt him or whatever they did. However, they got rid of him. Brian um, McNugget. Ugh, what were they thinking? Donovan McNugget, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Who, who, you know, he was a good quarterback when he was in Philly, but I, yes. don't, know, I don't even, I don't know where stuff's going with him. But anyways, uh, mm-hmm. he, he wanted to be a bear, but that's probably never going to happen, which oh, yes. is okay. Yes, and, yes. And another, mm-hmm. another uh, really good pickup that might fly under the radar for a lot of people is yet another Raider, Michael Bush. Yes. Yep. Not re- he's not Reggie, but you know what? He ah. is. He is somewhat of a seasoned uh, pro now with Darren McFadden always going out, and so I've always I've always enjoyed watching Michael Bush come in there. It's like, yeah, this guy's going to come in and he's going to get three to four yards like almost every play. He's kind of a pounder back, which is mm-hmm. uh, you know a nice contrast to Matt Forte. 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 I can never. I always 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 screw up his name. But um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, Matt kind of—he uh, kind of reminds me of you know the quote-unquote scat back, you know, <laughs> and, which is kind of bad because you know he took you know every pretty much every snap last season. Yeah, he did. But um, it's going to be good for him, you know, because they're going to have a change of pace back. Maybe he'll be, uh, you know, have fresh legs towards the end of the into the fourth quarter and and that's where you're going to need to really put your best foot forward mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh, forte was was outstanding last year i think for the most part i mean unfortunately he got hurt at some point during the year only playing 12 games but overall yeah i mean i i liked what he i liked how he started excuse me now that i can talk again um the michael bush thing yeah i was going to get into that obviously but but this is your club, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, but yeah, I mean, I love that move. <coughs> Excuse me, I absolutely love what um, some of these offseason moves the Bears did. I mean, they shored up positions that they had to shore up because well, look what happened last year. Cutler got hurt, 
Forte missed time. So what do they do? They bring in Campbell and Bush. That's You can't really go wrong with that. Uh, Bears needed a number one wide receiver. Get Brandon Marshall. Yeah, I'm very pleased. I mean, if, if I was a Bears fan, I'd be extremely excited with uh, the Bears offseason. I mean, not it's not bringing in Brett Favre and Jerry Rice when they're 28, but it's, it's, a, it's a nice a nice group of players, I think. Yeah, you know, and, and on the flip side of the ball, you know, yeah. the Bears, the whole uh, the whole thing with their lacquer, well, I'll tell you this, look for them next season. They have a number one pick, right? They didn't trade it away. Uh, if they have a round one pick, they're probably going to get a middle linebacker. Yeah, Just because yeah. this whole thing with Brian Urlacher, you know, he's, he's kind of the heart of that defense. But I don't know if they're going to need a triple bypass by the end of the season, because mm-hmm. he, you know, you know, he's a tough guy. I'll give him that. He's a tough guy, but his body is now starting to fail him even more and more. I mean, he missed almost an entire season with the neck, which you know, you gotta, you know, watch your body. Your body yeah. is is number one, so you can't like I I don't default him for, you know, I don't criticize him for that move because the guy's obviously a tough guy he's got something going on with his knee right now and he's like i'm starting you know Mm -hmm. pretty much uh Mm -hmm. using some uh what do you you call it testicular fortitude or whatever you want to call it (laughs) you know but you know both both sides of uh of you know the defensive line julius peppers and israel adonage Mm -hmm. those are those are two tough tough cookies right there i mean they're gonna you you get a little lead like I'm hoping that the the Bears can get this year. You pin these guys' ears back and say go after the pass. You know they could do some damage. We could see some turnovers like '06, but you know everything else has got to fall into place with the offense. And this season, I don't know most of you don't really follow the Bears, but this is going to be major rights make it or break it season. Either he's going to make it or he's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have to. It's gonna have to be one way or another. I mean, it's uh, Brian Urlacher's knee. I mean, it's <laughs> Brian Urlacher's knee. Yeah, that, I mean, I I saw him get hurt in the Metrodome actually, and it looked like it was an ACL at the time. So it's just like <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, mean, I I thought he might be done at that point because he was already kind of, as you were saying, you got to watch your body. He was already kind of at uh, getting to that age where you don't know. Exactly. So seeing that, I kind of like, yeah, I was like, oh boy, that could be it, huh? And then, yeah, playing the tough guy card, there he is again, but it's <laughs> it's, it's really, a risk. Yeah. I really wouldn't be surprised if this is his last year. I mm-hmm. would not be surprised. And I, you know what? Like I said, I, I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough sport. He's been, you know, middle linebacker and a, a very heavy defense for middle linebackers and Hey, stuff happens, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's football for you. Major Wright, you mentioned. Yeah, it's like three years out of Florida. It's your strong safety. Um, so he, so he's kind of in a make-or-break year? I think so. Mm. But, you know, the Bears are always hurting at that safety position. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. Mike Brown, he was a free safety, but he couldn't stay healthy. And mm-hmm. so they're kind of looking for a guy that can stay healthy if he's that guy, you know, he's going to be, have to be a playmaker like Mike Brown was. That's kind of one of their their playmaker spots. They uh, like to 
like to do some some one-on-ones or play like a cover one a lot and that's only leaving you know one safety out there if he's going to be the guy then he's going to have to be the man and own that field mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's one of those you have to hope for the best type deals i mean the vikings hoping for the best with harrison smith <laughs> they traded up to get him they're hoping to get him in the early second round at one point and ended up trading up to <laughs> 29 in the first round to get him I mean, so we know a thing or two about, about uh, you know, struggling at safety. Vikings secondary last year was holographic. It was, <laughs> I mean, every time somebody would catch a ball on the other team, Detroit, I don't care if it was Detroit, Kelvin Johnson, or if it was, uh, I don't even want to know, like Earl Bennett or something, you'd yeah. see Cedric Griffin 10 yards or so behind him at least, and it would be like, well, good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yep. I'm, 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 I'm gonna go to bed now. It's, it's three thirty in the afternoon, but I'm going to bed. You know, it's kind of like that. It's like a situation like, uh, okay, Jared Allen didn't sack him. The ball's loose. Uh, I'm gonna go take a piss. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's uh, gonna be a commercial break after the PAG. <laughs> after the PISS. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, just, just. Yeah, and to be. To be graphic, it was piss horrible defense, and it's. I mean, anybody. Pardon the pun. Just yeah, exactly. Pardon the pun. Oh, yeah. I mean, just just the thought of just just you know, like when you bring in up safeties and struggling, it, it kind of it really woke me up there just because of what we went through the last last year. I mean, shucks, and even in 1999, there we go again. <laughs> here we go. Now, there you go again. Okay, We're talking about kickers in '99 too. <laughs> Ronald Ronald Reagan time. There you go again. Uh-uh. Oh, but yeah, it was. Well, <laughs> there you go again. <laughs> yeah, that was the epiphany of bad safeties again back then. It was yeah. There was an Anthony Bass. I don't even know how. I mean, yeah, I know the name. I just don't want to remember. <laughs> oh, I hope Harrison Smith is the guy. And for your sake, I hope uh, Major Wright. Yeah, he he just he just sounds like a yeah he sounds like a military guy, big time. Yeah, huh? he sounds like he would be you know kick butt, like mm-hmm. you know a Steve Atwater type. I'm Major Wright. Yeah, you know? get up there, get in that course, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's boot camp, baby. What but is your major malfunction? No nuts. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, he sounds like it. He does. It sounds like one of those movies or something. Oh boy, but um, I do think uh, right now, honestly, I want to say this. I no, I'm going to save it for predictions. Just, but this will be a hint of where I'm heading. The Bears make the playoffs over Detroit. Ooh. Yes, sir. Yep, That's I said cold. it. Mm-hmm. Do you think so? Man, I really want to. I really want to. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a tough call. I can understand. It's it's one of those where I don't even really want to make the call because I think it's such a toss-up between the Lions. It could go so differently for the Bears. I so badly want to say, okay, now they got a number one receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake Cutler's going to kill it. Well, now they got a number one receiver, which means now they know exactly who to double-team, you know? Is he going to be able to break mm-hmm. loose? I don't know. Is it going to wind up – is he going to, you know, rise to the occasion? Maybe? Uh, yep. I just, you know, and I haven't really had uh, uh, some, you know, good time to watch other than highlights of the mm. preseason. So, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It's going to be one of those. I, I, all I have to say right now, it is just like a coin flip for me right now with, with the Lions and the Bears. Yeah, it's tough because you got Detroit's ridiculously good offense. Uh, both teams have uh, game changers on the defensive line. Both teams have that. Uh, for me, in the end, when you even those out, the game changers on the line, and, well, the Bears' offense isn't as good as Detroit's, but it's legit, I think. I think the key with Detroit is, obviously, the running game is, is light years ahead of Detroit's, even with just Forte, I think, honestly. But now you add Michael Bush and you have insurance in Jason Campbell. I think that's the difference is the insurance policy that they were able to, to bring into Chicago this uh, offseason. Listen to this, everyone. Joey's trying to talk me into it. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I dare say this. I, I don't know if you heard me say this earlier when I was thinking if the Vikings left town, who my new team would be. If, like, say the stupid legislature cost us the Vikings somehow. You, did I? Did you? Did you hear what team I would be a fan of? I I think I know. It's not going to be the Packers. <laughs> no, no, it would still be. Let's just say they'd still be the arch rival. <laughs> I know it's. Listen to Viking fans probably like they want to like bust the computer screen or throw their iPod in a toilet or something right now. But hey, I'm sorry guys, but if the Vikings were, if the Vikings did leave town, I would have been a Bears fan. But now you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Exactly, and, and kind of in NFL news there on NFL.com, they talked a lot about, um, you know, the Vikings trying to make a bid for the Super Bowl to come back. Yeah, and and it will. It, it will at some point. It's just a matter of when. You know, it's – and unfortunately, the crappy part is they're not even going to get to start construction until next April, May <laughs> on the stadium, of course. Excuse me. Now, did they ever have a Super Bowl there, like when it was Kizar? 92. Not in the not in the uh, not in the Met. That would have been cool. But back in '92, we had it in the Metrodome, but not in the actual old Met in the you know '60s, '70s, and 1981-ish. But yeah, '92, the probably the most. It was the first full Super Bowl I watched, and it was the most boring. <laughs> <laughs> I still hate the Redskins because of that game. The Deadskins. Yeah, I still hate them because of that game. I mentioned that in an earlier show too. I, I'm so bored of that team. I just look at their. I don't like their uniforms. I don't like their personnel. I just, I don't care if they have Montana and Rice. I still hate them, or I'm still bored of them. You know, I don't know. It's because of that game. It's like plastered in my skull and my it's plastered in my soul for life. Ugh, because <laughs> they had like a third string quarterback in that game, pretty much, and I can't even remember the running back's name. I was it John Riggins, something like that. Oh, well, shame on me. How about them dead skins? <sighs> so, shall we talk a little bit of Vikings? I mean, obviously... Let's do it. Yeah, it's like, obviously, I talked a lot about the cuts and stuff, but I didn't predict how many wins. Oh, uh, before that, should we say how many wins for the Bears and Lions? Because we picked 12 for Green Bay. Jeez, uh, I don't know, maybe... Maybe wait. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't even know like what to what it's to tough. say. Like thinking of like I'd have to like go through the schedule and do math. You're asking a lot of Aww. me right now, Jerry. No, I Hurt think uh, I think I think both teams could easily you know get in that ten range. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somebody's gonna get it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that second team making the playoffs gonna get ten wins. 
Um, but like I said, I, I can't really make a definitive choice right now. It's just maybe after a couple of weeks, seeing where the Lions are at and really seeing where the Bears are actually at for real, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. It's tough to predict. But since I mean, since I'm the since I'm like the overall host of the show, I'll go with you Bears. Do. Yeah, Bears ten, <laughs> Lions nine. Ooh. Well, yeah. No, like eight, eight, eight. Excuse eight? me. Eight. Yeah. So we're gonna have a twelve, a twelve and a ten, and then an eight and eighteen. Uh huh. Yep, that's what I'm going with. And then the Vikings. Oh yeah, you'll notice a little mathematical. Let's just say, yeah, a little mathematical <laughs> pattern here. And yes, it's probably gonna continue that way when we talk about the four. Unfortunately, right now, and this is not a rip at the Vikings. So fans, don't get mad at me. Obviously, we know this is a rebuilding year. We know we won three games last year. <laughs> so I mean. Ponder looked good against Buffalo, but other than the other than that, not that not that good in the other two games, San Diego and such. Um, Houston, well, Houston was uh, the fourth game; he didn't play in that one. But San Francisco, excuse me, San Francisco, San Diego, um, not that impressive. He was okay. He was okay. I'm still a little bit. And here we go. I'm going to open another wound for you. Should I mm. say it? I'm still a little bit fearful he could be a Rex Grossman type. I'm sorry for opening that wound there, but I don't think he will be, but the possibility exists to me. At least that's how I see it. Obviously, Jared Allen still as good as uh, anybody in the the NFL, uh, the defensive end position, defensive line. Outside of that, you still have Brian Robinson. Uh, the defensive end, uh, Latroy Guyon was very disappointing last year. The in his first year as a starter, didn't look like a starter. And I, I loved him for years, thinking, "Oh, it'll be cool to see him as a starter someday." And he finally became that. wasn't wasn't all up to par. We'll see how he uh, responds in his second second year. You still have Fred Evans and others. Uh, it's <laughs> just gonna have to wait to see with that. Um, not really all too optimistic about about those particular spots, but the safety, Harrison Smith. <laughs> Putting a lot of eggs in one basket. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You know, on, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, yes. Devin Aramajadu, yeah. who is a good player, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of want to see this guy, you know, step it back up again. Um, he's definitely one of those talents that you know it seems like ah oh, if he gets if he just gets into his rhythm this guy's going to be good i mean he showed some hints before of how good he can be mm. and <laughs> it's like he just went to the land of nowhere for you know a season now and it's like hey this guy was you know ripping it and it's funny how some players can do that is it the change of you know a totally different system that He's not meshing with, you know, kind of like a Chad Johnson mm-hmm. type of situation. Can the guy just not learn this system or, or what? But, you know, with Michael Jenkins and Percy Harvin, you know, knock on wood, mm-hmm. Percy Harvin stays, yeah, <laughs> Percy St- Harvin, you know, stays okay. That is one hell of two uh, wide receivers right there. Yeah, at least those two. Devin Aroma should do Percy, Har- Percy Harvin. Yeah, Michael Jenkins, he's kind of. Jenkins has some talent, has some ability, but obviously he's not going to be a game changer. 
I like Devin Aromashido. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad he made it. He was in a like I mentioned this in, you know, the previous segment there. But I'll mention it again so you hear it right now. Is you know, quote unquote live. We can call it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, some people were saying it was between Devin Aromashido and Manny Arsenault because Arsenault they wouldn't have to guarantee him the rest of the year. Where you know, for salary wise, Devin they did. And some people thought Aromashido may have, be a casualty because of that. But so I'm I'm glad they're willing to take that on. I mean the Wills have never been a never been money's never been an issue with them. But still. yeah, I think, I think you got to go with the talent too. I mean yeah, I mean if it's not going to be an outlandish amount of cash, you really you you have to go with the talent and, and really at that position, skilled position right there. I, I hate saying that actually, skilled position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like saying yeah. that. Linemen aren't skilled. Well, those guys, they really have to pay attention to foot, footwork. And, and anyways, I'm not going to get mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but, you know, I think it'll be money well spent. Yeah, I mean, in receivers, you know, obviously the skill is more like, the, you know, the up and down the field type such. Um, my biggest issue with Devin Aroma should do, and I'm sure everybody else is, this is why maybe he's not an elite player. You know, he's just a... He's a threat, but he's not an elite player. We'll say because he just cannot. He just he doesn't catch the ball that much. He, he's definitely been uh, like he 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 just drops footballs a lot. I mean, there were so many situations last year where the big play was there. There it is, forty yard. Nope, dropped it. Evan Aroma should do this. Would be a thirty yard gain, maybe more. Dropped it. You know, <laughs> and, and it, it, it happened a lot. The passes weren't perfect, especially from. The original starting quarterback last year. I can't say his name anymore. Can't remember it now. No, I'm kidding. It was so invisible. But, all right, yeah. If Devin Aroma should do, it could be a little more consistent catching the football. Then you might see a thousand yard season out of the guy. And I'm dead, dead bleeping serious when I say that because he's that good. But until he does that, he's just going to be one of those five, six hundred yard guys with four or five touchdowns who looks damn good doing it, I guess. <laughs> you know. Hey, so on the flip side of the ball, yeah, I gotta I gotta say one thing. Jared Allen. Yep. Thank Who? you. Thank Who? you. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's all you have to say. Jared Allen. He's the only one, isn't he? <laughs> That's the problem. I don't know. Is Chad Greenway gonna I mean uh. <laughs> I mean what it is is that gonna happen or <laughs> I've been a critic of his for Pretty much for a long for a while, and it's not because I hate him, but I think he's well. Obviously, he's dare I say he's overpaid for his uh, <laughs> for his production. We'll say um, he's looked on as one of the top, or he's paid like one of the top linebackers in football. Does he play like it? Not really. It seemed like how more than half of his tackles, he's because I kind of came. I invented this term. No, no. I mean, maybe I did quality tackle last year on the show. He didn't seem. I didn't see that many "quote unquote" quality tackles out of the guy last year because, or and that term <clears throat> define it again is. It seemed like he was always turning around to tackle somebody because they got past him. <laughs> it's not a. It's not as quality a tackle as when you're actually able to force somebody backwards or stand them up. It seemed like people got around him way too much and got on my nerves. I guess for for a guy who's supposed to be as good as he's supposed to be, you know. Part of the reason why he's made so much money like that is because he was a f- first-round draft pick, you know, and yep. and that's maybe that's part of like my venom towards Cedric Benson because I don't know 
if people realize that in 06, he made more than Erlacher, Briggs, oh. Hester. He made more than everyone on the team except for, I think, Olin Krutz. He was the only guy that made more money than, than Cedric Benson, a guy that didn't even start, and when he did start, got injured. And that, that's disgusting how that works out. I mean, I'm much as we hate to say it, thank God, uh, thank God the new CBA changed change that uh, the the rookie scale they actually added a rookie scale instead of just first round draft pick first overall pick in the draft here we go quarterback matthew stafford 60 million there you go 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 play you know what i mean yeah you know they, 60 million bucks yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then you won't have a, a jamarcus russell situation who's now oh, effectively oh. out of football and Jeez, how much money did he walk away with? I don't blame Al Davis when he was alive yeah. for suing the guy now. I mean, yeah. Jeez, the guy just never showed up, never showed any emotion. Oh man, we just uh, trying to trying to sidetrack this. Oh no, that's okay. Let's let's get back on on track here, Joey. Joey, come on. Yeah, no. yeah I mean, it'll, and yeah, it all started from the rookie scale because yeah, I mean that's a rant we can easily get into when talking about football. It is. Um, so yeah, I guess we're on the yeah we're on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, running back, we kind of don't even need. We kind of already, yeah, yeah. Like you alluded to most of that already. You know, we already know Adrian was hurt. He's gonna. Well, I'll say this quick. He's gonna play. He'll probably be a backup or third down back in the Jacksonville game. I think he'll be a factor in that game. But Toby Gerhardt will start because it's just he's he's gonna have to right now. It's just it's just wise, you know want to over uh overuse adrian peterson at this stage but um it, safety position dare we say it or should we stay on linebacker uh marvin mitchell tyron mckenzie two uh i think they're nice players that made the team uh marvin mitchell of course was signed out of the uh, uh miami dolphins he started with the uh, saints dare i say that word mm-hmm. but yeah, seventh round pick. He's a guy that's definitely made it in this league. He's no star, but he's a depth move. Aaron McKenzie, same thing. Only second year in the league. Aaron Henderson, uh, his brother EJ, no longer employed by the Vikings or any NFL team. Just kind of ignored during the offseason. At one point, looked on as an elite middle linebacker. Now, no. <laughs> Replaced by Jasper Brinkley, who's pretty much who looked good as a rookie. After that, he was uh, injury prone. <laughs> At that point, obviously, well, a lot missed all of last year. Now it's like, well, now you're the starting middle linebacker. You missed all last year, and yeah, get to work, young man. That's basically take, what happened. Huh? Take the reins. Yeah, it's it's a risky move, but it also shows the depth of the team, I guess. Nah. I got, I'm thinking that Tyrone McKenzie's going to get some playing time, and it's probably a reason why Audie Cole made the team as well. Seventh-round pick, but a fan favorite already. Linebackers, there's there's some depth there, but not much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Secondary, dare I say it, yeah, there's some depth there, but not much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your best safety is a rookie. The other one is horrifying. <laughs> to put it bluntly, right? Yep, to put it bluntly. Yep, there's some pal- purple mafia humor there, huh? <laughs> you like it? Oh, Mr. Yep, Mr. Raymond's probably going to be starting. He's another one of those guys that was 
Let's say the word quality tackle is not in his forte. <laughs> he was a he was a watcher. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Look at me laughing at my own. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he was a he was a watcher last year on a lot of those deep passes. And then they always talked about how they always talked about how oh he emerged late in the season in the last three games. But yeah, the last three games when you were. <laughs> like three and eleven. Okay, great. I'm glad against teams that were you know either totally out of the playoffs or already in. So it's like, yeah, that didn't mean anything. Uh, excuse me, I'm on a rant now. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Sandejo. There's a name that's uh, well not familiar, but he he is uh, he was signed off the streets last year from. Dallas. He's he's not bad. He made the team. He earned his roster spot. Jamarcus Samford, a couple of years ago, helped injure EJ Henderson, broke his femur trying to tackle a uh, Arizona Cardinal. I almost said Chicago Bear. That was a disaster of a game already, but that made it worse. Huh. Uh, another safety that that all he does is hit people hard. It doesn't matter if it was a forty-yard gain before he hit him, but he hit him hard, I guess. Hmm. Don't you just love safeties like that? I miss Steve Atwater. Mm. <laughs> even I though he was, even though he was a Denver donkey, it just yeah. I kind of miss those hard hits that just was like, man, I can't believe that little guy can pack that much of a punch. Yeah, sounds like Bob Sanders to me too. Yeah, Bob Sanders is like that. I I like him. The Vikings uh, didn't, you know, he was available and he was on the Vikings radar, but he went to San Diego last year, and yeah, I believe he's still there, unfortunately. That would have been a nice move, but of course that guy's a little bit on the injury-prone side, unfortunately. But a, a good football player, nonetheless. Hmm. Yeah, oh, the Vikings also acquired A.J. Jefferson. I mentioned that earlier. I'm not, uh, do you know much about him from Arizona? Pretty much a... Not, not a whole lot. Uh, yeah, he's not one of those uh, well, one of those household names. Played 16 games last year. Very active, apparently. 60 solo tackles, 66 overall. I have to say this. He must be good. He, he came out of Fresno State. Yeah, that's the key, right? <laughs> there it is. It's Boom. the future. Well, we got Texas A&M. That's where, I believe that's where John Randall came from. I mean, it's like one of those you never know, but it, yeah, the, the you never know has almost never happened. Just have to get beyond lucky with those. Yep, we're starting a rookie kicker this year. That's exciting, I guess. It's risky, but well, he's got a stronger leg than Ryan Longwell. That's okay, I suppose. Hmm, how about that quarterback position? Yeah, we almost forgot, right? <laughs> yeah, earlier you talked about Joe Webb. He kind of... Um, Oh, what was the name we were bringing up that we're connecting him with? Tebow. Oh, oh, Tebow, thank you. For, yep, heck yeah. Yeah, he is kind of a Tebow. Ponder, I hope he's not a Grossman. I really, <laughs> God, I hope not. And some crazy people might want to tell you McLeod Russell Thompson is a Favre, where he kind of came out of a nowhere and was a backup for a year and then blew up on another team. <laughs> he's kind of a wild card. I mean, yeah, the Vikings cut Sage Rosenfels. They did not see the need to keep a veteran to, to uh, wow. uh, mentor. That's the word I was thinking about. To mentor Christian Ponder. And elected to 
keep MBT, McLeod Bethel Thompson. You know what? That is strange. Like, I just uh, looked him up, and I didn't mm. even know this. He's mm-hmm. from Sacramento State. Yeah. Yeah. Sacramento State. He was... That's, that's pretty close to you, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Right there, huh? It's about an hour and a half-ish, hour, 15-minute drive for me. Mm-hmm. And but, it's still probably an unfamiliar name. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, I, I thought maybe I'd seen it before, but... You know, I don't follow a lot of the college, but what I do is yeah. it's not really Sac State stuff, which I think they're Division One A, but they're kind of like that. You know, they're a non-BCS conference, and they play teams like uh, uh, Davis and stuff like that, which you know, no one else, unless they're in the area, will know. Yeah. They don't really play. They don't play like Fresno State or Louisiana no. Lafayette. <laughs> they might play them. I don't Something know. Like that, yeah. Like after, the, after that score with Alabama, was it Alabama that they played? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. after a score like that, they might want to lock them in on the Sac-State uh, schedule there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> might be a good idea, huh? <laughs> no kidding. Tough stuff. But, yeah, I mean, you look at the quarterback's ages, 24, 24, 25. The veteran, Joe Webb. And he's actually won the most games as well. Uh, it's pretty. It's it's that's a lot of youth at the quarterback position. Does that spell disaster or does it spell? I, I think it's good. Better? I think it's good, man. Uh, you got a bunch of young good. quarterbacks to choose from. Yeah. Uh, Twenty five is is still really young for a quarterback, you know. And Joe mm-hmm. Webb doesn't have a lot of miles on them wheels, you know. Wow. He doesn't have a whole lot uh, uh, of wear and tear, so he's not considered a high mileage quarterback yet. That's uh, good. And, as, and, and the same thing with Christian Ponder and, uh, you know, the rookie boy, McLeod Bethel. What do you, what do you guys call him, MBT? Yeah. MBT. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I just is that what you guys like with Chan or whatever? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, it's such a weird, or not weird, but such a fancy name. He sounds like a knight or something. Like <laughs> Sir McLeod <laughs> Bethel Thompson. He sounds like he should have came out of the Ivy League, right? Like he played for Harvard or something. Yes, yes. Or he sounds like it's an Ivy League school, you know? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I'm going to McLeod Bethel Thompson. Oh, you don't say. Yes, my law degree. Would you, like <laughs> you like a spot of tea? I would. Tough yeah, shit. Tough <laughs> shit. Welcome, to the, welcome to the NFL. We're going to dump on you. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you don't like Gatorade, you're out of here. Shit. Well, basically, right? But uh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's an interesting move to to keep him instead. I mean, he obviously he does have the arm. A lot of people say he has the tools to be a good quarterback. That doesn't always mean anything. Um, but maybe for once the Vikings he get lucky just once, please, <laughs> at the quarterback position outside of Francis Tarkington. But uh, yeah, I mean Joe Webb. It's funny. Yeah, like we were saying earlier. Yeah, Tim Tebow because. He throws 50% and looks good doing it. And, gosh darn it, we won a game against, like, Philadelphia on the road. We've won in Washington twice, which doesn't mean all that much, but it's better than losing, I suppose. Uh, um, even though we might maybe wanted to lose and get a better draft pick, but that's another story. Yeah, I mean, it, that's the good part in terms of you got youth, you got uh, – Somebody gets hurt, you put in another guy. Like, oh, let's let's see what he can do. Let's let's see what happens. Rather than, oh, great, he's out. Now we're putting in Bubby Brister. You know, oh. <laughs> Jeff George is rolling 
rolling out of his wheelchair. Jeff George. Yep. Oh, that guy was the yep the the gunslinger. Yeah. <clears throat> to what he was. You know, I I I started work uh, with you know a new company this year, and mm-hmm. there was a guy we we brought up the topic of Jeff George. And he said, you know what, man, you watch a highlight reel of Jeff George, and he looks like he's the baddest ass quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> then you look at his stats, and you're like, man, this guy cannot win a game. It seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he now there's a guy that had tools, at least his. Uh... Throwing arm, yeah. Oh, yeah, the guy could yeah, throw it through a wall. Yeah, the guy had the best throwing arm maybe you've ever seen. Uh, he, he had no, he had no movement, but I mean, but <laughs> the object is to throw the ball, I guess, as a quarterback. Yeah, no, he couldn't win games, not not often. Like in in '99, he won games here, but certainly not against St. Louis. <laughs> no, oh, that was a harsh game. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Well, with no further ado, anything else, uh, any closing comments on Vikings, Bear, or, or Bears, we could say? Joey, I think we said it all. We did, huh? Yes. How about them Vikings? Well, for win total, well, yeah, I'm going to just go with the pattern here. Packers 12, Bears 10, Lions 8, Vikings 6. Okay. Mm. I'm sorry, but I have to. But we doubled our win total. That's right. Our it's improvement. Yeah, I mean, Detroit doubled their win total. They went from, or no, they didn't double. They went from zero to two one year, and it's like, hey, there you go. Look at them now. Now they're a threat, kind of. Um, yeah, I think we win six games. I think it's going to be similar to 2007, like I said earlier. I was going to say seven games, but it's like, eh, I can't say all these teams are going to win that many. It's just, you know, they can't all win nine games, and then the Vikings still win seven. That would be kind of weird it wouldn't make much sense but uh unless i guess our division's the best in football by my mile i can't go that far but six wins i think we'll see signs of development from this team signs of the future it's we're going to see shades of the future from guys like ponder uh guys like <clears throat> excuse me guys like um the, the Josh Robinsons of the world. That's a cornerback we didn't get into. The fastest guy in the draft, actually. Vikings took him in the third round. But he's already had some injury issues here and there. He'll come in. He'll enter the league as a immediate backup. So we'll see where that where that heads. He'll be uh, the immediate backup to Antron Winfield, officially at left corner. Who knows? He's one of those guys, if he gets an interception, watch out, because with that speed, he could go all the way. But, uh, yeah, we'll have stuff like that to look forward to. It'll be a year where it'll be about wins and losses in a way, like, yay, yay, we won. But it'll be more of like, wow, I kind of like these young guys. They're not bad. (laughs) That's kind of where I'm standing with that. But overall, six wins for me, six and ten, and probably... Uh, an improvement going into next year, I hope. Any any improvement is a good improvement, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you have a win total for Minnesota? This is a safer one, maybe. <laughs> I was thinking more like five. Yeah, I hate cool. to do it to you, man, but I was thinking more about like five. But, you know, so many things can go right or wrong in the NFL. Mm-hmm. This could This could be the sleeper team, man. There's always one. Yeah, I mean the Giants. Every year there's like a 
holy crap, who the heck are these Bengals? You know, yeah. or holy crap, like, you know, the Lions, we're used to them sucking. They're a contender? Yeah, like a, a real contender. Yeah, I mean, stuff does happen. You never know. The young guys grow up fast. Ponder, maybe he will blow up. Maybe the Buffalo game was an indicator of what he is. And he has matured. There's no doubt. Um, obviously, a guy, if his maturity level is already pretty high to begin with, a guy who got a master's degree in four years of college, that's that's not bad. Um, so the guy has obviously got brains. Obviously, you got to transfer it to the field. But I think the ability is there. His arm strength has improved. His accuracy has improved. His, his presence has improved. So, yeah, I mean, just because we're saying five or six wins, or seven maybe, but we'll say six officially for me, five for you. Um, just because we're saying that doesn't mean we are <laughs> saying that there's no way in hell this team's ever going to, you know, there's no way, there's no chance this team could compete. Yeah, you, you never do know. You know, and it's, it's not because we're trying to brush things with a broad stroke either, like, see, we told you, you know. <laughs> Uh-oh. You're blowing the Viking part. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm doing this, you know, over my uh, Pepsi bottle here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. I can't, I can't do it. Let's see if I can do that. No, I can't do it. Yeah, Who am yeah. I kidding? Who am I kidding? Easier said than done, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean... Eventually, we'll see. Anything can happen. I mean, it's going to be this is going to be the wild card division of football. I think outside of Green Bay, who's going to win it? Unfortunately. <sighs> so we both have Green Bay winning the division. Is that a safe bet? Yeah. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. So we could uh, real quick, real briefly, as we kind of head to the, the wrap up here. Uh, who? What two teams do you have uh, coming out of the AFC or going to the AFC title game? Or would you like me to say mine first? Uh, AFC title game? I would. Yeah. I you know I, I like the Texans, man. There's something about them this year. You know the absence of uh, the Indianapolis Colts actually being the Colts this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's a sure. It's almost a shoe in for 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 them to take that division they got their first playoff appearance last year their first win last year and i don't know man they're looking pretty good they lost mario williams but you wouldn't be able to tell they're so deep on defense i just i just really like the houston texans to to at least make it to that championship game in the afc uh on the other side is man it's like what team's going to show up? Is it going to be the real New England Patriots or the yeah. Jets? Are the Jets are they are they going to make it? Are they is that defense good enough to carry that team? Or do they are they going to switch it up to Tebow and some miracles going to happen? They, they're going to get their ass miracle to the championship game or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> yep. and the Ravens, it's the same thing. Is is Joe oh, Flacco yeah. going to be able to pass the ball? Is Ray Rice going to last the season? Uh, so. Man, I, every it seems like every year I'm making this prediction uh, in one form of another. Uh, the, the Patriots making it. I, I yeah. just, I, it's hard to tell. So I think the Texans Patriots is going to be my pick for that uh, that AFC Championship game. I like that. That's that's a that's a fun deal. Uh, yeah, and the Texans. That, it is impressive that they've been able to uh, <laughs> be able to survive the loss of Mario Williams. That that's a massive loss. They can make Buffalo a sleeper team over there in the AFC and a semi-sleeper team. They're kind of a popular team right now, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, 
for me, I'm going to go with Baltimore for sure in that AFC Championship game. Absolutely, Baltimore. And I can't say the Jets because I, I kind of honestly, here's another prediction I'm going to go with since we're radio hosts. <laughs> Rex, Rex Ryan's in his last year as the Jets coach. <gasps> yeah. That team has underachieved, and they're not. I mean, they have underachieved beyond belief. They're they're overrated. They're not. I I, I think he's done as the coach at by the end of the year. <coughs> there, there's my bold radio prediction for the AFC. <laughs> um, so yeah, Baltimore uh, will be facing off or kicking off against the New England Patriots in the AFC title game. It'll be a rematch. I know that's kind of goofy, but I think it will be a rematch. Because the Patriots' strength is still there. I mean, betting against them is hard to do. Yeah, they lost Deion Branch, and no, the Baltimore Ravens well, did not lose Bryant McKinney. They yep, actually, right. they actually didn't lose Deion Branch. They cut him or cut him. Excuse me. Yes, yes. That's so <laughs> I mean, that's like a whole like. I guess that's like saying uh, you're not good enough anymore. Here, go play for the Raiders. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's more accurate. Yeah, excuse me for that. <laughs> Here, go play. Oh. Go play for the Raiders. Go find someone else to play for. Oh, the Raiders! Ugh. No, <laughs> those poor, that poor team. All right. So, what do you like what do you think about the NFC? Yeah, so do so do I. Uh, but they're just yeah, one NFC. of those. They're like mm-hmm. the lovable losers of the AFC. For I don't know. But anyways, uh, NFC. Where are you going yes. with on that? All right. I'll. Um, I am going with. You're going to say the same thing I'm going to say. Actually, I already know one team's coming from the north, right? Uh, Are you taking – oh, no, you're taking the side. Okay, go for it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Two. Really? Two, yeah. (laughs) This is where you're going to be a little bit – well, actually, you'll like it. Some people might not. Green Bay and Chicago. Oh, wow. Chicago. Yeah, I have Chicago in the NFC Championship game. Oh, Again. wow. Yeah. Yep. I I really like their improvement. Like I was saying, it's the same points as earlier. Their, 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 uh, their depth, I think, is going to get them there. The 49ers, I think they are, I won't say a full-blown <laughs> one and done, but I don't think they're going to repeat the the uh, what they did last year. Yes, nice young coach, very good coach. Alex Smith, don't trust him. Randy Moss, yeah, right. <laughs> Randy Moss, yeah, that's like bringing, yeah, it's like bringing in Dennis Rodman to the to the Lakers right now. There's just no point of that. I think I, I used to like him, but I don't anymore. You know. So and obviously Green Bay, best offense in the world. Uh, if they stay healthy, there's no reason to say they can't get to the NFC title game unless the Giants are there. But I'm not sure the Giants are going to repeat because we saw what happened last time. They won the Super Bowl, had a great record, and got beat right away. So that's what I'm going with, Green Bay, Chicago, rematch of two years ago. Man, I would really love to be able to say that, but I just can't do it, Joey. But uh, we agree on one team, the Green Bay Packers making a yeah. championship game. And I think on the flip yep. side, even though it pains me to say it, I think the 49ers are going to get there. Oh, nice! I think they're going to get there. They, uh, if you if you've seen some of that last preseason game, man, that defense is just something else, even on second stringers. And it seems like things are starting to come together in San Francisco. Like I said, I hate saying it, but I kind of I'm leaning that way. I'm mm-hmm. thinking that the 49ers 
49ers, uh, you know, against Green Bay, I think that's going to be the championship game for the NFC. Mm-hmm. I would love to see San Francisco in there. I, I just, I just kind of, it just seems like there's always some, some uh, team that goes there that wasn't supposed to, we'll say, and I guess that's Chicago for me. In my, in my in my mind, anyway. But and you know, a lot of people yeah. are going to say, "Hey, what about the Saints? What about yeah. you know uh, the Eagles?" Well, Ooh. I don't think the Eagles are going to mesh very well. Once again, uh, you're probably going to see Vic go out. I'm just saying, yeah. probably going to see Vic go out. Yeah, and really? the Saints, <laughs> the Saints. You know that team. You just I, I, they got so many things going on right now. Like they have. A coach that's going to coach for six weeks. Then you got another coach that's going to come and coach the rest of the year. And it's like everything's up in the air. Peyton's not there. Um, you know, you don't have Reggie Bush anymore. Uh, you know, you do have Drew Brees, who's one hell of a quarterback. But I just, I don't, I don't see that they could very well win that division. They're going to have to look out for the Panthers because they're an up and coming team. And the Falcons are always right there. Yep. Falcons are always right there. Matt Ryan, you never, you know, those are two teams that they're going to have to look out for. Buc- Buccaneers, eh? I don't no, know. Maybe. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think so. But I think the Saints are probably going to win that division. Uh, but I don't. They're, you know, they're probably going to be a one and done in the, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Playing like, yeah, playing one of the top teams, or maybe a Chicago or something. But yeah, I mean Atlanta. They need to win a playoff game. Yeah, that, that's for me. You know, I, I think they need to win a playoff game before I can start trusting in them because that's that's all they've done. They're 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 like Dallas right now. All, all they do is get to the playoffs and lose. I guess um, Dallas looking good also early on, which might drown some of my picks. But <laughs> uh, who else am I going with here? Uh, the Saints. Yeah, they're kind of. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much where you are with them. They're going to have a, a decent record, but that, that's it. And the Eagles are the New York Jets of the NFC. <laughs> One of those highly highfalutin teams. They always try to bring in all these players that don't match well and whatever. You know, they're going to be just like the Jets. Yeah, look I, at Vince. Yeah. Look at Vince Carter out of the league. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, pretty Gone. much. He might not ever be back either. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a it's been a disappointment, isn't it? Yeah, he had one year with Tennessee that was that was good, and that was it. Oh, Vinny, yep, no, no more Vince, right? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I mean that's Philadelphia for you. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've had good teams, but now they're yeah. Ever since Vic got there, it seems like it just hasn't worked out. Even though they looked really good that first year he was there. But. But, yeah, just like the Jets. Uh, so, yeah, we have – so you have Texans and Patriots. I have Baltimore Ravens and Patriots. You have Green Bay Packers and Niners. And I have Minnesota. No, I'm just kidding. I have Green Bay and Chicago. <laughs> yeah, That's funny how we agreed on one team on each side. Yeah, we did. Yes, yes. We're thinking Packers-Patriots? Or what, what do you have in the Super Bowl? The ultimate matchup. Okay, well, here, I'll go out on a limb. I say the Texans make it against the Ooh. 49ers. Ooh, that would be sexy. That, that would. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just, like, wishful thinking, you know, because I think that would be a cool setup. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as I really dislike the 49ers, man, yeah. uh, it, 
I, I just have to go with what I'm what I'm thinking for uh, trust my gut so to speak, and I really like the Texans as if you couldn't tell. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe I'll be hanging up a Texans jersey later this year, right? Mm-hmm. You might be. Bandwagon. No. <laughs> Texans and Texans and Bears. Yes. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I mean, you can. There's a team that I really really like also, and that's an AFC team. And uh, well, I really like both of them actually. The two teams I picked, they're probably my two favorite AFC teams. Yeah, and it's a rematch of last year. This time. From the AFC, I have yeah, I have Baltimore going to the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Oh they, yeah. yeah, they have been on a ladder. They have been stepping up every year a little bit better. And I've actually talked about this the last couple of years in my little playoff shows that I do every year. I, God, I love doing those, even if all the Vikings aren't in them. Sometimes, oh, they're so fun to like do all these little predictions and uh, you know. <laughs> And comments and all that such uh, observations. That's the word I was trying to get. But yeah, I was uh, observing from semi afar. I've noticed Baltimore every single year. It's a little bit better. It's like that. It's like that 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 stock or that mutual fund you have. Maybe you know, we'll say in your four hundred one k that slowly goes up a little bit each year. That really good safe one. And I think this is it. They're finally there. I mean, they were a missed field goal away from at least going to overtime last year. I think Baltimore goes to the Super Bowl because, yeah, they they stay good. Like, they'll lose a big game but stay good. That's what's the key about them. Or other teams, that's why I don't trust San Francisco yet, is uh, can they stay good? We'll see. I just, you know, obviously they, they need to do that this year if they're going to. So Baltimore wins the AFC. And I want to say Chicago, how fun that would be. But I was almost thinking about it at one point. It's like, no, nah, that's way too splashy. Green Bay Packers and Baltimore will be kicking off in early February. One of the better defenses against one of the better offenses. That will be an that will be a forgive the word a very epic matchup. Well, who who do you have taken it? Uh, Texans or Niners? Oh man, you know I have to follow with the trend, and that's mm-hmm. NFC team winning. Mm-hmm. Um, of the Green Bay, yep. So oh, no, not that, Green Bay Niners. Excuse me. Yeah, it'll me. be the Niners, I think, because I don't know. Is that going to be number six? Oh, I'm going to have to hear okay. crap from all these people. It would be kind of cool I, in a way, but for I got, yeah, I live in Niners territory, right? And so being here in the '80s and the '90s, everyone had the 49ers sticker on their car, and as a Bears fan, I just kind of looked at it and grunted and. You know, in the 2000s, a lot of those bumper stickers and flags and coats and all that stuff just kind of went away. Yeah, a bunch of bandwagon. And now you're starting to see a little bit more, a little bit more. And I'm pretty much thinking that by the end of the season, where I'm living, it's going to be full-blown 49er mania, which sucks. But... (laughs) But, you know, hey, when you got the squad, you got the squad. Mm-hmm. So. They do have talent. There's no doubt. Manningham, yes. <laughs> Mario Manningham. Yeah, so, yeah. so I got the 49ers taking it all this year. Wow. God, that pains me to say it. But oh, like back in the 90s, I was picking them every year. Like I picked the Patriots every year. And yeah, a lot of people are probably surprised I'm not picking the Patriots this year. But it's because I'm picking. When you 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 said the word trend, 
said the word trend, right, er- earlier, it going with the trend? It definitely is, man. I mean, even yeah. I even picked the Giants to beat, uh, you know, the undefeated New England Patriots. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, the team's oh, on wow. a roll. They're from the NFC. They play tough games. You know, it's just that's I, – I think the NFC is superior. Mm-hmm. And generally they are, but – this year, like speaking of trends, for me is that's Baltimore's uptrend. Ooh, you gotta yeah. go with Baltimore, huh? Yeah, they're gonna be hoisting Lombardi. Now, I mean, I was that's... thinking this over for a while. Oh, but go ahead, sorry. So, if that happens, Ray Lewis retires. Yes. Yep. I, I think that's the end of the line. He's 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 been in the league. Was it? Is this his 18th year now? I think. It's I way have... up there. I'm out of fingers. I can't count that high. <laughs> sorry, but yeah, it's uh... a. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's for me that team has. You don't want to say they don't have a weakness because that's kind of too nice. That's too too strong to say. But at the same time, it's a team with very few weaknesses. You know, I mean, there's their defense is outstanding. Their offensive line is outstanding. Even though Brian McKinney's an ass and an underachiever, but they managed to restructure that deal and keep him there. Matt Burke is a great center. They got Michael Orr. I mean, it's like, dang. Defensive line. They got all these they got all the talent there as well. Secondary still good, but aging. Linebackers good. But some of them aging, of course, like Ray Lewis. But I, I have that feeling that uh, this team is uh gonna be champions. Yeah. I absolutely yeah, I, I can see it happening. I love Anquin Bolden. You know, I mean I've always liked him. It's a guy of Used to always just dream about coming to Minnesota somehow, some way. Just, he's just one of those guys, you know, he, he might not be the best player in the league at his position, but it's like for whatever reason you just like him, that's Bolden for me. He can definitely take a hit to the jaw. Yeah, he can. <laughs> he's an intense player, isn't he? Or a tough player, we'll say. Mm. So I think, uh, yeah, I think Baltimore is a team. You have a... San Francisco, so maybe it'll be the Harbaugh Bowl after all. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe. Yeah, huh? that's a uh, that'd be interesting too. That would be fun. <laughs> did they get rid of Cundiff? Yes, they did. They got rid of Cundiff. <gasps> Remember the kicker? Yep, Billy. How how could we forget, right? So Justin Tucker, rookie out of Texas. Don't you dare! No, or they'll be calling him. That Justin, okay, sorry. <laughs> Justin with an F word. No. So are you excited? Are you going to be getting your 49ers bumper sticker oh, if they win? definitely okay. not. <laughs> definitely not. That is not going to happen. will never happen. Never the only happened. way it would happen is if it was like a bet or dare or something like that. But other than that, it's not happening. Yeah, I was thinking that it would have to be a better dare. So, like, if nobody, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if they won, maybe. No, you probably don't even want to do that dare, do you? Well, I have, I have pictures. If you remember Jim Towers, we used yeah. to do a show called oh, yeah, Cowboys from Hell, and I made a bet with him, something to do. I can't remember with what, but I have an Eagles jersey. It was an old McNamp jersey, and him being a, uh, you know, good sport. As a Cowboys fan, he did wear that jersey, and I took a picture of him. Mm-hmm. I still remember that. That was funny. I have it somewhere. I don't know if I ever put it up. I always used it as blackmail, though. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys got to yeah, you guys got to get back on the air regularly. Oh. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun stuff. I miss that. I miss that. So fans out there, guys that like listen to Purple Mafia, uh, yeah, tell yeah, tell Dylan that he needs to get <laughs> back on the air. Yes, he needs to get back on the air. And Jim Towers too. Get back on the air, guys. <laughs> yeah, huh, yeah. Huh. It was it was some oh. fun stuff. Yeah, it really I was fun. It. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So with that, I mean, do you have any closing comments or? No, uh, I just you know go to thesportsstuff.com like I know you yes. all do. Uh, yes. Check it out. I know that the message boards are kind of dead and filled with spam. I'm looking to actually just, I think, just just kill them and then make links to stuff on Facebook. But um, you can follow me if you uh, like to on Twitter. Uh, now that the NFL season's going, I'll be posting a whole lot more on Twitter, and that's at Dylan Richardson, D-Y-L-A-N and Richardson. No gaps or anything like that. And, uh, you know... Let's uh let's get this uh let's get back to football finally, man. I'm excited about the season. I love football. Yeah, I am too. It's it's about time. I mean, the, the uh, sports abyss is over. That's nice, especially if you're a Twins fan. The sports abyss having that end is a good thing. <laughs> oh, thank God. I mean, it's I'm I'm thrilled to be I'm thrilled to be back covering the Vikings again. This is your number. Ah, oh, this is dang it! This is your number five already with Pro Mafia. That's weird. That is, huh? Wow. Seven. Yeah, time yep. flies, doesn't it? Yeah, time absolutely flies. So yeah, I mean, yeah, do give that follow. Do the do follow Dylan's Twitter. That would be terrific. Uh, yep. There's also Most, at. Huh? Go ahead. Most importantly, uh, yep. you know, look up Purple Mafia on Facebook. I uh, love that interaction. Oh that's, yeah, uh, it, that's fun. It is fun. You know, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. And uh, Twitter, you also have at Purple Mafia Show. That's terrific. And, yeah, we do apologize for the spam on the on the, <laughs> the message boards. There's, I don't know where these people get the time to do that stuff. All these, uh, you know. It's, it's all you know. bots, and it's just it's just so hard to keep up on. Uh, yeah. Sorry to say it just it just is too much. It's just yeah. way too much. Yeah, it's, it's, it sucks. It's one of those deals where it's like not how much you can do is <laughs> yeah, yeah probably just gonna wind up nuking them mm-hmm. unfortunately but it's just one of those things or either either restart them or link to facebook's i guess huh yeah i think we're just gonna link to facebook because there's some pretty good interaction there on on facebook so yeah and that way we can get things moving and well there you go there's a there's an announcement on air about the sports stuff.com <laughs> ladies and gentlemen now you're gonna make me do it? No, I'm just, uh, no. Yeah, nobody's. <laughs> and nope, nope. It's just there's a possible possibility right there. There we go. There's that. That's the rumor mill. The but rumor one thing mill. that isn't a rumor is. Uh-huh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. One thing that isn't a rumor is that we do still have that phone line two two zero nine seven three six seven eight seven seven. Missed you guys this week. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail, so do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling into. This, of course, being Purple Mafia. And uh, make your shout-out statement, comment, question, whatever. <laughs> your voice will be on Purple Mafia show, and we will uh, have some have some interaction. Yes. That will be terrific. We're going to make him an author, Ken Fuse. Yes, you can be on Purple Mafia. You can be a member. <laughs> that would be yep. But join, no, join the family, as Joey says. 
Yes, join the family. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. Oh, that sounds familiar. Wait a minute. <laughs> yep, join the family with the sportstuff.com. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice family. I appreciate, uh, I always appreciate being a part of this, uh, being a part of this great website and the, the sportstuff.com community. Uh, yeah, Joy, having you on here, Joy. Your shows are fantastic. Uh, if you're a Minnesota fan, definitely check out those other shows of Joy's Brave the Wild, Timberwolves Explosion. You will yes, not sir. be disappointed. Yes, sir. At least you better not. No, no, they won't be. <laughs> and if you are, then the mafia's coming after you. No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially Timberwolves Explosion. That show is, uh, that, that is a fun show. Oh. That is a fun show to do. I could just put my feet up and just go forever with that one. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's yeah. Me talking about basketball. Mm-hmm. So, with that, we got uh, we looking forward to this football season. Vikings. Uh, it's all about watching the players develop and hope for the best. Maybe things blow up. Maybe they don't. But if the team improves, we head in the right direction. That'd be great. Look for the Bears to have a good year. I think personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or the Niners, or Baltimore, or Green, yeah, Green Bay, yeah, mm. yeah. We'll see where that goes, but one way or another, Purple Mafia will be back sooner than later. And of course, we will review that uh, Jacksonville Jaguars game. Oh, and by the way, they will win it. And if they don't win it, the Vikings are going to go two and fourteen this year. If they can't beat <sighs> that pitiful Jacksonville team at home, they would go two and fourteen, I think, because that would be the biggest disappointment ever. They're in the same situation, also at running back. Maurice Jones drew, um, not not injured, but having to be the third down guy because of the contract holdout. Adrian Peterson, third down guy, is an injury. So Minnesota defeats Jacksonville. I think their home record will be uh, good this year. I think that'll be where the Vikings' strength is is at home. Obviously, for me, they will win the game just because they're a better team and. They, they just cannot lose that game at home. And that's pretty much all i got to say for now. We'll have more detailed uh, reviews, or, uh, previews and reviews for Vikings opponents in, <laughs> in the next show and beyond for the rest of the season in 2012. So with that, thanks again, Dylan. Thank you again very much for being a part of this show. There is nothing like having you on board, Purple Mafia. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And... We will be back, ladies and gentlemen, sooner rather than later.